and Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, Now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Welcome back here in the Kill House, another edition of the Trap Draw, proudly presented by King Made Jerky. Very proudly. Uh, I, I didn't have much King Made this week. I was try, kind of trying to cut it out of my diet after we OD'd on it during uh, the British <laughs> Open and uh, just had a bag. It's so good to have it back in our lives. I was down at the beach for about three hours today uh, in, in desperate need of some protein when I got back inside. There it was. King made jerky. Now the official jerky of, of the PGA, PGA Tour. Tour. Exactly. And, you know, we're going to hear a lot more about King made later in the show. Uh, it's, of course, founded by Caddy Jeff King. How fitting we have a caddy <laughs> here with us right now. Pro jock, Maddie Kelly. Maddie Kelly, friend of the program. Well, welcome. Thanks, boys. Yeah, good to be Good to be here. Glad you're back in the States. Yeah. Um, little British Open trip uh, and a sports trip with a buddy of mine before that. Um, so, yeah, well, it was nice to escape the heat, too. Very interesting to hear a citizen of the Commonwealth <laughs> refer to it as the British Open. Yeah, yeah. that's very that yeah. is very. Interesting. How does that uh, how does that breakdown work in Australia? Do people refer to it as the Open Championship or the British Open? No, well, I always remember it being the British Open. We've always called it the British. Um, it was the one, it was the one major we always got to watch a lot of too, just time wise. So, um, yeah, we've always called it the British. It's by far my favourite. Not by far, but it's my favorite golf tournament, especially the one out of the ones we go to. Um, grew up watching it, love going, love the golf. Obviously, it's probably the biggest aspect of it. Just raw, authentic, proper golf. But yeah, no, it's just it's always been just the British for us. What time was it on in Australia? Uh, I feel like like right around dinner till you know. Obviously, I was a kid, so falling asleep most of the time. But maybe like just after midnight ish. So some prime time golf. Yeah, it was it was nice. perfect. Yeah, we're, I mean the others were on obviously the other majors, but it's. 4 a.m. and when you're 15, 16 years old, waking up at 4 a.m. is not a high priority. <laughs> Let's do a few housekeeping things here. Maddie Kelly, uh, caddy for Mark Leishman. If if you're not familiar, if you haven't heard any of our previous episodes with him, we're uh, we're desperately missing missing the big guy this morning. No big Randy on this episode. This is DJ Pie that deep you're in hearing the now. Pure Michigan. He's scene. up in Pure Michigan. Uh, hopefully returning this evening. Hopefully. Uh, Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll do my best to, to stay out of the way and, and uh, stand in for him. But Maddie, yeah, psyched to have you have you yeah. back, have you back here in Jacks, which is which is great. Tell us, all right. So so start with uh, we were talking a little bit before we fired it up, but tell us about this trip. Uh, you you built in some extra time, which I can't imagine is a I would imagine is kind of a rarity with how much you travel. <laughs> yeah, um, it it definitely is a rarity. My 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 wife misses out on a lot of travel because once I'm home, I'm like I don't really want to get on another airplane and so i make it try and make an effort with her but um yeah we um, another caddy sam pinfold really good friend of mine caddy sir cameron smith we i got i got really hooked on the f1 after watching the netflix series um so we as soon as i watched grow, that i grow the game up, <laughs> yeah i pulled up the uh formula one schedule and the pga tour schedule worked out that silverstone in london could be a possibility we also matched up with a day at Wimbledon two days before that, and the semi-final for the World Cup cricket was on. So we tied it all together, went over four or five days earlier and did all that and had a blast. It was so much fun. I believe they call that sport. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a couple of sports. <laughs> just a few sports days. Yeah, it was great. Um, logistics were hard. 
they were all a couple of hours away from each other. So that was a not a nightmare, but it was just hard work. What was your favorite of the three? I think if we went to the race day, the Formula One, we went to a practice day on the Friday, which were two practice sessions with a three-hour gap in between. That I loved it, and it's probably the the sport I've seen the least. So trying to learn and all that sort of stuff about that. But if we went to race day, that would have blown it out. I mean, it'd be by far the best. Who's your favorite? driver so when we first got there i said whoever's leading whoever's leading the first uh practice session that's the hat i'm gonna buy it was pierre gasly who as i don't think he's ever had a podium finish um, <laughs> his red bull teammate max verstappen's like the next up and coming gasly's superstar. like 14 though right? and, he's, and i just found out last week he's getting shipped off next year so really? he's not even gonna be red bull driver i think he's going to renault or something like that which what's happened to ricardo the year before um hate to see it so yeah, um, Red Bull probably, but only because of the first ever session I went to. Between the the practice session and no tickets at Wimbledon, sounds like you were mo- more like g- just kind of loitering around these sports. <laughs> pretty <events>. much <laughs> strapped so, London. Strapped London. <laughs> we d- flew out of Orlando, and as we were at the airport, we didn't have a ticket to Wimbledon. All we wanted was grounds passes and sit on the hill. Um, we had a picture of an envelope that. Leash had organised for the Australian one of the Australian players with my name on it, so we kind of had tickets to the cricket, and then F one we we didn't have any tickets sorted either, so we just tried to show up, and it ended up working out. It was. It I was, feel like you could have talked to Joe and Ricky about you would think getting some Red yeah. Bull love there, huh? It's funny the amount of people say that. Yeah, just let us know if you need any help with that, and then you try and reach out to a few people, <laughs> and it just doesn't happen. Wow. <laughs> they weren't two of them, but that's all I'll say about that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how was uh, how was Portrush? Uh, Results-wise, we, I mean, we, we missed the cut, but it might be my favourite golf course we've ever been to. Um, so how, much how strategy. Was, yeah. um, and the town obviously helps too. Um, you stuck around for the weekend after Yeah, that. I did. It was, we were going to Memphis and had my flights booked all the way through to there. So it was kind of a, not a nightmare to change, but I did, hung out there for the weekend, had a blast, watched a lot of the golf. Drank a lot of Guinness and just uh, I don't know that. No matter where the wind is, obviously it's a big thing over there. It just changes the golf course so much, but so much strategy on every single hole over there. Absolutely loved it. What? Uh, first of all, how was the Harbor Bar? Very good. It was not not overhyped. It was it was <laughs> definitely not overhyped. All right. Yeah, loved it. How many people can fit in there? Like well, they have, look, downstairs or something. Yeah, downstairs is tiny, and then they open up upstairs. You can fit a lot more people. And they had two huge TVs up there. and They had more than that. But with the main area, they had two TVs. And yeah, not many, but it was it was fun. And they overflowed. We had a great weekend of weather-wise, apart from Sunday afternoon. But everyone was just outside. It was great. What was uh, what were the standout holes for you? What, what blew you away? Five. Just, yeah. I mean, nearly on every golf course, I think the short par fours are the best. Um, so many ways to play it. Not necessarily any of them are exactly right. It's just whatever you're comfortable with. But also... You, Anywhere from twos, birdies and eagles to sevens and eights can be made. I love that. Um, Depending on where the pin is and all that sort of stuff and obviously the wind. But, I mean, Sunday was a perfect example. Nearly every single player went for it and every single number on the scorecard was made. I love it. What's your take on the in-course OB? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I like it. I like the – most of the great courses out there have a really soft opening hole. Um. But I love. I think it changes the whole mindset when it's a really hard hole, and I love that. Um, and with the wind direction for most of the week, it wasn't that hard of a shot. It's a long iron with twelve or so yards of rough before OB. 
Um, and obviously nerves and stuff are a huge factor. You don't, you can't, you know, put a number on how much that affects things. But um, once I got a little nally out there, I loved it. I think it's great. And I it's think the it's same the only thing that it's the only thing that scares these yeah, guys. Like, Otherwise, there's not many OBs on tour in play anymore. Yeah. which I think you need them. Um, and it's the same OB that's left of eighteen. That's the same area that they've just blocked off. So I, I like it. I think it's good. That was the area that uh, I, I think I mentioned this on the the main podcast. But Jeff Shackelford was saying that that's like the it was OB and. 56 or 57 whenever they had the open there okay. last time and so they basically like because they didn't own the land so uh, this little right, parcel yeah. between one and 18 yeah. was was ob because yeah. they didn't, didn't own it, it. and yeah. so now they obviously own it yeah. and they're like yeah we're gonna keep it OB because yeah. it's kind of fun and now, i love what they did with those that added in those two holes um doesn't look like they were new holes um fits perfectly with the whole routing and everything 17 and then, was yeah awesome. that was yeah, the old really like 14 good. i think or yeah something i think like so that. 18 was 16. So it was so yeah, 15, 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And another great hole. I mean, yeah. downwind, you're knocking it on, you got a chance to make two. Sunday, I don't think they were hitting drives and couldn't get to you know, the bottom. So it was just oh, an awesome hole. What did you guys struggle with there? Uh, just got away from us the first day. Um, we, tough draw? Nah, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> we love, love the tough draw. <laughs> oh, just we, we a bad side of the draw. Yeah. Uh, it was probably playing two shots easier <laughs> in the afternoon. Which pretty much every group says it was easier. <laughs> exactly. um, no, we just it just got away from us. Like three or four over wouldn't have been a great score, but it would have kept us in it. And it's, we shot, I think we shot six or seven, which meant Friday just we're going for everything. And then mm-hmm. when it didn't come off, it was like week over. But um, yeah, just I mean, just a few parts didn't go in, a couple of three parts from not great distances. And just, it happens. I mean, and that's the great thing about Lynx Golf. You feel like you played okay and you signed for 79. <laughs> or you play, you know, you just bunt it around. All of a sudden, you shoot five, six hundred. It's just, I don't know, I love it. It's the best. Uh, so let's dive in on some caddy stuff because I think that's <laughs> we'll get that because I think people have been interested to hear uh-huh. some of that. Like, what does your weekly schedule look like? So, like, like when do you get to a tournament? Yeah. Do you walk the course when you first get in? Yeah. Depending on where we've if we've been there a bunch of times, I'll fly up Monday afternoonish and then just walk the course Tuesday before meeting Mark. Uh, if we've never been, like most majors, we get there Sunday and walk it Monday and usually get into it from there. Um, but yeah, it's like regular events that we've been to a few times. It'll be fly up Monday afternoon, usually meet Mark around lunchtime. So I'll get out there early, walk the course, and then we'll play. If we're in the Pro-Am the next day, depending if it's 18 or 9 holes, we'll play 9 and then either 18 or 9 Wednesday and then then it's game day. But um, majors usually fly out Sunday. The British is Saturday, so we get there Sunday. Um, and then yeah, it's just walk. I always walk the course, even if no matter how many times you've been there, just for. I don't know if you can learn one thing, I think and that could help you. It's hugely important. When you're out there walking the course, what are you specifically looking at? You look for the. If you've been there, you you know where the bad spots are. You go, you remind yourself, and then depending on the green speeds and stuff that week, where the best place to putt from on every hole is. Um, yeah, where you can and can't hit it to certain pins, stuff like that. Um, internal out of bounds. You're always looking for that <laughs> if there's any. Um, but, you know, sometimes... Where the grandstands are that you can fly yeah, it into. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, we actually did talk about that at the BMW. Remember, uh, so when Mark went to Chicago, the, the grandstands were literally a, a yard off the thing. Oh, they had that, they had that big like seven series or, or yeah, seven, yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's one of the reasons, oh, I mean, not that... You, 
That's so bad to say. We can't fly to the Grand Seat because we don't want to hit the car. <laughs> it might bounce off and come back. In that the would be that would be awesome. Um, the thing gets stuck in the car, it breaks the window. Um, but yeah, we you know you say look, you got a two shot lead. Obviously, long's not going to be bad, which is it's so it's not the right thing to do. But especially that hole, you get the little creek in front. Exactly, like, there's yeah. nothing bad long. Yeah. yeah. So we should, did, we hit, should we hit five iron or three? No, three. <laughs> Um, uh, what do you use a greens book? I don't know. Oh. I, 2000 and purist. <laughs> 2000. Uh, I don't know which. It was one of the playoff events. We got one. Got called in for a read on the first hole and went against what I saw and what was in the book. And Mark said he had a perfect putt and go in. I'd rather, I'd trust Mark that he said that. You Sec- swore it off after. Yeah, that. second tee, I threw the thing in the trash can. <laughs> I was like, this thing. I'd rather. I'd rather get it wrong myself. Then go against what I think and go with the book and it be wrong at least. And Mark doesn't use one either. He, nah, he a lot of the time. So on a lot of practice rounds on a Tuesday, he'll map like draw arrows in the in the book just for his own. So he, and a lot of it's for um, approach shots that he knows it's going to be an, either an uphill, you know, a bounce forward or a, a spinning back kind of shot. So, uh, but yeah, he maps greens himself. He doesn't use one either. Do you take a laser out when you yeah. go? Yeah. Uh, Anytime you're walking the course, yeah. or every time we walk the course, take a laser. Just mainly for ups and downs mm-hmm. into greens, off tees. Um, I, I generally trust. There's very rarely that I'll adjust a number from a sprinkler head. I don't really do it for that. I just trust that they're all accurate. Um, yeah, so I usually use it for the ups and downs and stuff like that. What percentage of guys are not using greens books? You think? Not using them? Oh, maybe ten percent. Yeah, I'm gonna, like it's almost everyone uses one, which is. It just seems yeah. like too much info. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of the players have, you know, they just have their caddy hold it and then maybe they'll use it for two or three holes in the whole round. A lot of guys do that. Um, but yeah, I would say like 90% of the guys at least have one on them. How do, maybe a stupid question. How do you guys always know where the pins are going to be? Is it same as last year? or like Most of the time they're pretty close to What about on year? your first year? Are you Yeah, you're just guessing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was, I was talking to Tron the other night at dinner about. So Memphis last week, I'd never been there. And and you're looking at you're looking at pin positions and what you're going to hit into the green from that sort of stuff. But a lot of time, like the eighth last week to a front right pin, slopes from front to it's like kind of a dish in the middle of the green. So the f- front of the green slopes towards the middle, and you're like, oh, that's going to be a tough pin with like a seven iron in your hand. And then you get there, and the tour have made it 130 yards. So all <laughs> of a sudden, all your work that you put into it's like, oh, we'll just hit a wedge straight at it. It's like <laughs> kind of. I'd rather him just leave the tee where it is and play to all corners of the green with that same club rather than... How often are you surprised by, like... That they, one did. Do they change a pin location based on what your expectations are or... Yeah, Especially I mean, at a major. Majors, you kind of just expect them to put them in not, not dicey positions, but just a little closer to the edges maybe or closer to slopes. Um, but it's yeah, not very often that you just get there and you're like, oh, that's that's interesting yeah, yeah so i guess major practice rounds would be like a good one where you don't have a ton of yeah you don't of I mean, pre-rec knowledge like or whatever and, yeah yeah um so everybody's just kind of are guessing. all you and the caddies just kind of guessing on like yeah and it might if, be here it might be here yeah if they've had if they held a previous one or they've held a tour event you'll get the pin sheets from where they what they did last time but it might be a different body running the whole thing anyway right. so um yeah definitely you just kind of guess augusta obviously you know most u.s opens have you've have held one it's very rarely go to a new u.s open site so they're same with the pga so but yeah how, it's mostly guessing how does green reading work like what which ones do you help mark with versus which ones does he 
A lot of the time it's very rarely it's outside 10 feet for us. Um, and Mark's a very good green reader, especially on really fast greens. So it's, I mean, I would say I average one or two a week. So it's not very often. Um, it's usually the really tricky ones and they're the ones that he kind of says to me, it's like, don't worry, I know, I understand how hard this putt is to read. So don't feel bad if you get it wrong. And he's kind of looking for you to confirm yeah. what he's thinking. Well, he, I, I always say to him, no matter what, this is just, this is my read. Mm-hmm. And you adjust your read off what that, or just go with mine and whatever. If you're calling me in, you probably don't have an idea of what's going on with it. I'm not saying I do, but at least just go with, you know, adjust or go with mine. Do you whatever. ever step in where you feel vehemently? <laughs> no. Yeah. I remember Bones saying on the podcast that he told Phil about a putt that was super quick one day and he left it like four feet short and missed the next one. He's like, don't ever do that again. <laughs> I, I, I don't, no, nah, not unless I'm called in. No. What, what's, uh, what's your best read and best misread? Best read was definitely in um, Boston, our first year on tour. We teed off, and we were running like 15th, heading into the last round. And that, they've changed the green since, but the back of the green used to run off towards, it was running off the back of the green. And we watched Justin Rose hit a part earlier in the day that like, looked like it was going to snap and it barely even turned at all. And Mark had the exact part for Eagle, which meant he would get into the next week. And he hit it like just barely outside the edge and, it, and made it which moved us on to Chicago, which he finished second and made the Tour Championship. You know, so, he, the, you might be responsible for his Rookie of the Year. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what won him. Like, definitely getting in that event won it. Yeah. I mean, he saw the putt too. He, we both looked at it and like, well, this is, you know. Like he file that one away. Yeah, exactly. So um, that was definitely the best one. No bad misreads? Oh, there's definitely, there'd be tons of them. But, <laughs> um, Just block them out. I try and block them out. Yeah, I, don't, I can't, I mean... We have events. A lot of times we play Mexico where Mark just said, look, every part you are just reading them. And then, I mean, he obviously didn't win. So <laughs> <there's a bunch laughs> what are those greens like? That, that course just seems like you almost have to suspend your, your, your like reality. Oh, it's yeah. so weird. I was like, talking about the one in, uh, and all the other stuff. Not the, the, not the WGC, the other one, Maricoba. They're the, I think they're Paspalum. Um, they're pure, but they're just really hard to read. Ocean, it's like ocean. Um, so yeah, that's the one I read them. But um, that golf course down there, yeah, it's like it's hard because you know a hard wedge can go just as far as a soft eight iron because of the spin rates and how long it stays in the air and stuff like that. So it's a lot of, I mean, it's educated guessing basically, which is a lot of our job anyway. But that's just yeah, you kind of just you know, you just know you're going to get a few wrong that week. How much do you track the game within the game, like knowing? Um, let's say you're out of the mix. You're, you're kind of out of contention on a Saturday or Sunday, but you've made the cut and you're still, you know, you're, you're jockeying for 15th or 20th versus 40th. Are you sending it? Um, like how much does Mark rely on you to track that or you to, yeah, we, I mean, I have a thing where, cause so when they show the player on, on the electronic scoreboards, they always have like the top four results of the year on the screen. And when we're running like 50th heading to Sunday, I'm like, all right, let's, our goal now is to have a crazy good day and knock off whatever our fourth result. So like try and say, say it says he won Malaysia 10th, wherever, wherever. And the fourth one is 18th. Let's try and get to 17th today and try and bump that one off. That's when you're, when you're way out of the mix, that's one of the only things you that's pretty damn hard to do this year when you, you yeah. won Malaysia. You got top fives at Kapalua, Wailai, Riviera, really Muirfield, yeah. and Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> really, really strong start. Um, How much does that change the year? With Huge. I mean, your I, first event. There's kind of like a, 
sweet spot of when to win. I mean, you'll take any win, obviously. But if you can win from the start, uh, you know, after the Tour Championship before mm-hmm. uh, Maui, where you get Maui in the same season as, as you win. Because um, if you win after that, obviously you don't go back to Maui till the next year and that's another season, which definitely doesn't suck. Um, but it's just nice to get all those points added on, um, which he did, which is... And, that, and it changed it a lot because... When you start playing, we took three weeks off in summer this year, which we've never been able to do. It's always at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And Mark's like, I just, I've never been able to do it. Um, like, you're always able to do it, I guess, but he's never been in the position to be comfortable doing it. And this year we did it. It was, it was a blast. But you end up playing a little less, and um, I don't know, you can kind of really hone in on what events you really, really want to play. Like, Memorial is a huge, huge event for Mark. He loves the place. I think we had two weeks off before that just because he was like, I want to be fresh. And mm-hmm. Whereas if you have 70th or 80th in the FedEx and you, you kind of, well, I have to kind of play kind of deal. So it was nice. What, uh, how much does the strategy change on those days where you're trying to knock off that fourth or fifth best finish? Yeah, it's kind of like... Are you just firing at pins? Yeah, it's kind of like the position we're in at the British. It's just, it has to be... I mean, depending on the course too, but it, you know, you have to shoot stupid low, six, seven, eight under par to make it... How often does that pan out versus how you just go <laughs> down and Not very often. Not very often. I mean, you, and that's the thing. You should, if you get in that position, your strategy probably wasn't working anyway, unless yeah. you just didn't pull it off. But so you're kind of going to go against what you've been doing all week. And then, yeah, it doesn't usually work out. <laughs> Is it weird to win a tournament and then not be able to go back to defend it? It's happened to us a lot. I mean, um, Mark won... Well, not a lot. I guess the Chicago one he won was just a dis- different venue, mm-hmm. and then Malaysia's now gone. Um, he Which, won, as a caddy, you can't be too yeah, upset I mean, about it's, that. It's <laughs> not <laughs> ideal. You'd rather be going back where you feel like you know everything, or at least you've got great memories from there. But that one seems like a pretty tough yeah. event for a caddy. It's not really on the way to anything. It's like huh? the TPC Swamp <laughs> It's not, and it's, yeah, it's a sweat fest, and it's, you, don't, you don't pencil that one as like, oh, I can't wait to get back there. <laughs> What's Malaysia like off course? Uh, so we stayed, well, we did stay um, downtown Kuala Lumpur and it was, I mean, a hundred restaurants within walking distance and it's still a million degrees and it storms every day, which cools it off a little bit. But yeah, the hotel was, stayed at the same hotel every year and it's nice. It's, and a police escort to the course, they made it so easy on us. Um, yeah, off the course, it was great. The food, oh, I love the food over there is awesome. Um, a lot of Asian influence, obviously. And then... But yeah, it was actually a really easy and a fun week. Oh, not a lot of fun, but you know, great easy week for us. And shame that it's not not going back. You guys played all four majors, obviously, the last couple of years. I'm curious how the, from your perspective, how the the setups varied and and what you really liked, what you didn't like, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, Open the British is always the most. There's a, the most strategy at a British Open, which was. Probably the complete opposite at Bethpage. Um, and I understand the argument of them wanting guys to hit driver more, and that's fine, but it was just like if you miss the fairway for 99% of the guys who weren't strong enough to get out of the rough, it was just, all right, here's at least five. Let's try not make six kind of deal. Was um, that was that tied in? With, like, that was the first major that Mark missed in... Yes. Missed the cut in 12. Or like yeah, it'd been a while. In a row and then... Yeah, it's just... Mark's stats driving-wise aren't definitely aren't his strong point. I mean, it's good enough at a lot of places, but that one, it was kind of... And it's, the fairways are basically the same size. They're kind of generous, but it's almost like 
they don't play that big because you know how bad just missing it by one yard is. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that uh, it wasn't my favourite. Um, Pebble's always awesome. Um, sh- really sh- not super short, but still really short because you're hitting a lot of irons off tees. Um, and I thought they did a great job with the setup. A lot of people were saying it was too soft. I thought they did it. They basically let Mother Nature determine how it was going to play out, which I think that's all what we all want. Um, and then Augusta's Augusta, it was good. Um, but yeah, definitely the British is by far the most strategy. Has Augusta changed at all year to year? Just depending on how soft or firm they... Well, the thing is, they say they have sub-airs too and they can make it as firm as they want and still you, you still get soft weekends. It's like... Come, like Let's say you get it as firm as you want. Then. Right, That's, yeah. Um, you guys would love it. I was, uh, we would. Yeah, it always seems like Thursday, Friday play a little firmer. Yeah, than and it's like, the rest. like they're not protecting it getting out of hand because the greens are running at 25 anyway. <laughs> you, so. heard, you heard it here first. Augusta is living under par <laughs> on the weekend. And I understand they want excitement, so they want guys coming from behind, and the course sets up for that. But uh, the year Patrick Reed won, Mark was in the last group with him on Saturday, and it was a different golf course from Friday. And we did have rain. I get that, but... You hear these sub airs and all this rave about the sub air, like let's dry it out, and it just never seems to happen. So that's the only, depending on what they want, basically, is when what they get. Increased off up in the, up in the, the <laughs> exactly. uh, executive producer studio, <laughs> exactly. director studio. Um, so you guys aren't playing Wyndham this week. No. Any was there any thought or anything that would have compelled you all to play Wyndham? Um, if there was an extra week, if there was a week off somewhere between. It w- so, so Atlanta wouldn't have been six in a row. We would probably would have played, uh-huh. um, just with and especially like going the travel from to the British and back to Memphis. Six in a row, fuck me, man. Yeah. There we go. I mean, there'll be guys doing it for sure. Um, oh. Anyone who played the British and Memphis, I think maybe Snedeker might play them all. Um, he might. I mean, big guys play so much. I saw the stat the other day that Sung Jae is playing his thirty second event yeah. this week. He's playing well, which is yeah, crazy. He's playing really, yeah, and it's uh, amazing he's not worn out. But I don't know. He's yeah, that's a lot of events. Well, I saw that's got to be the most under. Like I was thinking about this last night. That's got to be the most underreported, under talked about. He's a year younger than Morikawa. He's twenty sixth yeah. in the he's FedEx Cup. Crazy young, yeah, or something like that. And I mean, those, yeah. How does it work with him? Does Dominated he have to the do web the, tour last year. The like military thing over there. I don't know. It's a good uh, question. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think if you have a green card, you get out of it. Is that right? That might Basically, be right. I'm definitely a citizen of the state. You okay. get out of it, but you um, can't be old enough to be one. If you... I saw something, Will Gray tweeted it about uh, Paul Casey saying he's he played Wyndham this week instead he's of taking next week off, <laughs> taking one of the playoff events off because he's like, listen, I'm going to get the cash now. Yeah, because I think East Lake's going to be a fucking sweepstakes. Like yeah. people are going to be <laughs> yeah. people are going to be playing aggressively and just it's gonna, it's like all bets are off. Like it's going to be a lot more volatile than Yeah, I think it will. Think. And yeah, I, I mean selfishly, I kind of wish we did the same thing. We needed 8 points to overtake um 10th position. Um and it's like 500 grand for 10th and 0 for 11th. It's like and we're sitting at 11, but um, oh, shit, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Condolences. <laughs> we got some jerky if you, if you want it. We got some beers in the fridge. Um, I thought you still got a bonus for 11th. Like 11th no, 11th is zero. Yeah. Wow. That's all well, of the Wyndham. Um, FedEx is obviously totally different. But, but the so, Wyndham, tough so the Wyndham, so the Wyndham uh, like of the top 10, still only one played. 
Yep. What about the 11th through 20th? How many of those guys? Uh, I'm not sure. Think? I think I, I checked. I think we can move. Looks like Webb Simpson and Charles Howe, I think, will most likely over. If it finished today, I think they'd overtake us. Okay. Um, so it's they like, can't hey, be here's, here's a free $500,000 <laughs> in addition sure to what you would win this week. Yeah. No, we're good, man. <laughs> really appreciate you being here. Here's $500,000. I mean, you look at someone like Ricky, he's 12th now, but he didn't play Memphis or Wyndham. I mean, yeah. He's got two weeks off. Like, I, mean, I didn't really, I kind of, you know what? I kind of respect that, actually. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, not playing. We, we bag on him for chasing so much, so many commercial yeah. dollars and all that stuff. Yeah. Maybe he's, you know. It's and kind of sweet to skip the WGC. Theory, at maybe the he's yeah. made so much money from late stage capitalism. Exactly. <laughs> and he, gets he might three, be too big to fail. It's two weeks point. off before the three in a row. So, uh, and then so you guys likely go. I mean, let's say you went in now at eleventh to mm-hmm. East Lake. That puts you at what minus? I think it's like six under or five under five or something. Yeah, something like that. So, so uh, how do you, like how do you envision that, that working? Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I find. I think it's going to be weird coming down the stretch. Say you have a guy that started the week even and he's got himself to 15 under. He's obviously playing amazing. And Brooks is going to, or whoever's number one, is tied with him at five under for the week, but he's already 15. So this guy's played, he's playing out of his mind better than everyone else. So it'll be interest, interesting dynamic down the stretch where it's like, well, is Brooks, I mean, he's five under, that's good, but he's, is he really playing that good? Kind of Like, I just think it's going to be odd that, or say, some, say it's really hard and the guy shoots... 12 under that started on even and Brooks just scunges it around for 200 and they're in a playoff I don't know it's going to be weird but it'll be I think he's right I think it'd be guys will play way more aggressive I mean it's tough to play with a lead too yeah exactly right so yeah. you think guys will so like it's going to be it's almost very volatile it's almost an anchor around those guys neck the, the first yeah. you know two or three guys that, yeah. are, that are going to be out in front everybody's gunning for them for I think, four I think whole days Randy's big on the scar tissue that Brooks had from winning the PGA Remember when he hit? He, I think <laughs> yeah, I, rough back I think I heard him say in his speech like he was legit choking. He was feeling it. Yeah. Um, and then and, and then the uh, the uh, Long Island Bros snapped him out of it. Exactly. <laughs> Gave him some sort of chip. <laughs> What's your pet peeve out on tour? Either from like could be <sighs> from could a, be, one from a player, one from a caddy. One from a uh, player, one from a caddy, and one from the like one thing you wish the tour would change. I mean, uh, I think you'll know this because I text you every time it happens. But the players, it's backstopping. It's like, <laughs> oh god, it's just it's so against. <laughs> Swear the rules. to God, I didn't pay him to see <laughs> the smile on Trout's face right now. Um, yeah, it's either guys are either all in on it or just do not care about it, and it's just like we always make a point of it now. It's like to tell the guy to go market. Just it's almost like it's instant karma if you even hit a shot with a ball just sitting there like that what's the what's the yardage that you would i mean care there's a, versus not care there's I mean, a lot of times, common sense and a lot of times too the, the players I know get when I see it. <laughs> accused of backstopping when they're really not like it might be a slopey green but these guys are good enough that they know they're not going to get yeah. anywhere near that um and you and there's a lot of times it's a simple chip that the foot the ball only has to be a foot left of the hole my biggest thing is, is what if it hits something and it's not even your fault that it hits that ball like i'm not doubting how skillful you are just you know, protect, play by the rules and protect the field. Because, but any, yeah, so um, that'd be my player one. <sighs> Just yelling when the guy, like, oh, yeah. Fan there's no clapping, there's yeah. no clapping anymore because guys are, everyone's on their phone. So they haven't got four hands where they can clap with the other two. <laughs> so they have to yell to, to be able to hear, you know, it's just, 
videoing and what are people video like what are you gonna do with that video well, how annoying is it when yeah, someone shows you a video of anything it's like <laughs> here hey Dave, check out this video i took and after two seconds you're like cool man yeah cool like i don't i've had enough oh, that has to happen yeah. every week <laughs> doesn't it i just don't know what people are doing with these videos yeah. it's like oh it's a crappy view from joining the conversation on social media <laughs> yeah so that like to get what's the worst yell you've heard I mean, par fours, we got to say, get in the hole where it's clearly, <laughs> you can't hit it that far. That has to be the worst. I mean, uh, apart from like the mashed potatoes and the stupid stuff. I want to know the, uh, the pet peeve for the, the caddy pet peeve. What's uh, one thing a caddy can do that, that would get under your skin? Well, I think caddies can help with pace of play that not a lot of guys take, you know, simple stuff like going to the sprinkler head behind the ball and walking up to it rather than going past the ball, walking back. A lot of times the slow play is because the players aren't ready and that's partly on the caddy as mm-hmm. well. Like you gotta get out in front, get your number, get all that stuff done before you start chatting to your to your guy about I think that can speed up things enormously. That'd be when you see a guy like just trudging along and not really not that he's not trying just get out there and get it done quicker can help everyone behind us and hopefully everyone in front of us too. What, what about a, the tour? Oh, probably set up probably. i was gonna say if you don't say set up yeah, probably set up. This <laughs> um, every week just like i was saying earlier like because it because you go and you do, you do your work early in the week trying to envision how certain holes are going to play from where the holes measured from basically and then they go and change a few things it's just frustrating it's not even it's just frustrating because it's like well why did i even bother doing this on tuesday if it's going to be like a wet or they pump the water on it and all of a sudden the runoffs don't become as bad and not really in play even so that that would be mine what do you eat out on the course king made oh what a segue (laughs) what a segue mark's trainer actually makes these um he's a physio he makes these uh what are they called they're like uh, protein balls kind of things that come in a small packet and what's mark's trainer's name dr stuart love He's a physio and love made protein balls. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Um, no, but King made, uh, we had a, actually I had an occasion to meet Jeff up at the KPMG women's PGA up at Hazeltine. Um, and he's like the jerky man. I mean, he, he pulled out like six bags of jerky oh, from yeah. the bag. I'm like, yeah. you, you carry this around every, he's like, dude, I, I go through like four or five. Yeah. Bags. I think early in the week, like sometimes you're saying early in the week and he goes to the locker room with, Almost not duffel bags full, but like bags full of it for the guys to to take out there. So yeah. we've we've been noshing on the buffalo for. I mean, that's my favorite one. I know Randy likes the uh, the sweet chili. Um, Randy's a buffalo guy. I'm, I'm a sweet chili guy. I think Solly's kind of agnostic. He he he's in with everybody. Um, but yeah, thank you to King Made Jerky for the support. Uh, you probably heard some of this during the live show, but it is. Uh, you know, I don't know if you can legally say that the healthiest jerky on the market, but certainly the lowest sugar, lowest sodium, uh, and it just—it's not going to leave you feel feeling bloated and shitty and like a lot of other uh, salty snacks can. So, um, it's definitely healthy because I would have like I would have sodium poisoning, <laughs> like like congenital heart failure or something after, after these last three or four weeks. So. We're, yeah. we want this sponsorship to go as long as possible so they got to keep us living you know? exactly that's that's well said so yeah go to uh, kingmadejerky.com they deliver it right to your house uh you know all the all the cool guys like maddie are out there on tour eating it all the caddies a lot of the players uh so go ahead and join that crew kingmadejerky.com on that note which tournaments have the best and i know you're you're on record as saying 
you don't feel like the tournaments or the tour owes the caddies anything. Yeah. You guys are out there yeah. kind of of your own volition. Exactly. Yeah. But of the tournaments that do, you know, really go above and beyond, which ones have either the best caddy food or um Charlotte has always been the best treatment of caddies ever since I've been out there. Um but honestly, like, they're so good for all of it. Um, I mean, 90% of them now are just, they go above and beyond every single week. Um, last week was actually really good. Memphis was great. The f- well, the food aspect was amazing. Um, and small fields and stuff help where their budget for, instead of supplying a hundred an extra 150 or 60 caddies where they only had, I think they had 65 of the field. I mean, that helps us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're all so good now. Rarely you go to an event where our parking's miles away or our food sucks or that. I mean, they all put so much effort into it. And um, but yeah, last week actually the food was probably it was up there. And they have a lot of barbecue and stuff on the range for us and stuff like that because it was Memphis. But I didn't even I didn't I ate in the caddy area all all week and it was amazing. A lot of people have probably heard about this and not necessarily digging into kind of picking sides or or whatever but a lot of people probably heard about the caddy lawsuit a couple years ago Mm. what was the gist of that or what what should people kind of know Um, about that the lawsuit part of it it all started the caddies wanted to get together and just wanted better treatment for caddies at tournaments and back then like and i did agree with what they were trying to do the first ever meeting they had they wanted like because i think it's actually a law i don't know i'm gonna mess this up but Per, not that we're a staff of the tour, but per, per like if there's four people, you have to have one bathroom and all that sort of stuff. And they were pushing for more bathrooms, um, just consistent food at, at tournaments. doesn't have to be good just, just so we know what we're getting. Because um, you're kind of hell hot. Like you can't really go off Yeah, sometimes you can't. Or... Especially like if you have a 7.30 tea time, a lot of places aren't open that early for breakfast or whatever. Like just as long as we know we're going to get something before we tee off. And they were pushing for that. And then the lawsuit came when they wanted to, they were trying to sue the tour for basically having the sponsor on the bib which we wear every week and they wanted a, a piece of that and they wanted um health and stuff like that and that's where i kind of pushed back a little bit um i think if you sponsor a golf tournament you should almost get as much not as much publicity as you want but that's that's just part of our thing we're going to wear one anyway just for shot link and all that sort of stuff to different differentiate between players if they want to have a little bit of an extra logo or something like that, I think it's fine. So that's where I push back on that sort of stuff. But all that sort of stuff kind of opened the rest of the tournament's eyes and that's pretty much why we got such good treatment now. They mm-hmm. put way more effort and stuff in, which is it just it's greatly appreciated and we love it. Um, but yeah, the lawsuit, I don't even know how it ended up. I don't think it went very well. It seemed like it kind of, yeah, it kind of just fizzled yeah. out. What's yeah. the deal with the healthcare? Did they end up getting more um, care? Actually, it did. It improved a lot. It used to get... It was a certain amount. I think it was 2000 for the year, which 2000 is 2000 It's a, it's great. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I don't like ragging on the tour for the caddy stuff because they don't have to give us 2000 but they, they kind of did. And now it's gone up to... might be like five 600 a month that they they kind of subsidize for us, which... And um, that's part of a plan, basically, that you guys can... No, the, so, so what we're, we're, okay. we're... Like, I have to get my own uh-huh. with, for my wife and kids as well. And then, so once I showed that I've paid that, showed them like the... Then you get a And then they okay. send me a check back. Yeah. Cool. Which is, it's, it's amazing for someone good, like yeah. me who, um, like our health insurance bill is crazy. I and can't it's imagine, a, man. A, it's like being behind the eight ball, 20, 25,000 at the start of the year, every single year. So mm-hmm. that, that check when it comes is awesome. Uh, 
WGC, does it like a four round no cut event? Does that does it change your mentality at all? The beginning of the week, no, um, no cut. Uh, just changes that you have to get off to a good start because the money in those things, although it's a lot for last, I think if you if I hope I don't mess this up as well, but if you looked at twentieth most weeks, it might be less than twentieth at a WGC because because it's so much for last, they it drops off really quick so they can pay everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you if you tee off on the weekend of those things and you're fifty fifth out of seventy guys, it's and usually a long way back. It's pretty, no fun at all. Pretty bleak. Yeah, it's it's a death march basically out there. <laughs> Especially um, when it's because humid because those dangerous. events you can you can shoot five under five under on the weekend and go to twenty fifth and it, it, you really don't make that much more money than what you did finishing fiftieth or sixtieth. Um, so we we every time we when we when we're at one of those things we're like we've got to get off to a good start and even uh, last week Mark really didn't get off to that it would. We were two under through two rounds running 24th or something, but 24th, which meant if we had a great weekend, we were, it was going to mean something, which, which is all you need. To. How, how was that Memphis event? I know you, you said you hadn't played the... Mark had played it and I didn't work it. Yeah. I had to go back to Australia for something. Um, that, was a long, that was 2009, so he hadn't been there for a long time either. Um, I got there Tuesday, walked the course, and it was like mud, um, which I thought, oh, this is going to be a lot of drivers. And... Yet, by Friday, they needed to water it. It dried out so much, and it was such a good event. Um, greens were running really fast, but just no bumps. And that part of that's no guys playing either. There's only 64 or 5 in the field. Um, but yeah, greens. actually, because at the start of the week, I'm like, oh, there's no strategy. It's just driver everywhere and whatever. Mm-hmm. By Thursday, well, Thursday was still pretty soft. But by Friday, Saturday, a lot of irons off tees, three woods instead of drivers, and actually started to run out a little bit. Um, you guys were were charging hard. Yeah, Mark played really good on the weekend. On Sunday, um, even up and I think through like fourteen holes, we weren't even doing much on Saturday. And then he he eagled sixteen, birdied seventeen, eighteen, and then got it going again on Sunday um, to get right up there. It was nice. Uh, looking ahead to next year's majors, you got the PGA out in San Francisco at Harding Park. Yep. Have you played there before? <sighs> we played was. I can't remember if it was the match play. It was the match play yeah. out there? Yeah, yeah we, so we have. Okay. That was when um, uh, Pepsi and... Uh, yeah, that's right. And Miguel and Miguel <laughs> got, got out in a fight. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have. Love that. Uh, how much does that mess with you if you've got... Like, if it's a different routing for... Like, like for instance, Liberty National is a different routing yeah. versus the last time you played there. Yeah, which I forgot to look up until the other day. Um, good thing about the routing for the President's Cup is we played all 18 holes. Obviously, in the practice rounds we did, but in the matches as well. So we... It's not like we're going to get to a few holes and be like, oh, hang on, we haven't even played these. Um, I love the first hole being, I'm guessing, oh, what's going to be, 15, uh, 14 maybe, 15? Um, sorry, 14 is going to be the 18th. So the first was like, f- when we played the first, it's the downhill par four with water on the left. Really tough opening tee shot. And as I said earlier, I just I love the first hole. I think it changes your whole mindset about how your day is going to go, especially if you you know you make three on that really hard hole and the course opens up and it, you can shoot anything you hit one in the water and you make six it's like you know you start pressing and it can change your whole day um now going back to the original routing is going to be a iron wedge par four which is it's fine but um yeah i, I prefer it back the other way but and then uh winged foot never been um obviously seen the previous history there um 
should be a pretty pretty good setup for you for yeah it should be blasting hot from what i remember um that's where ogilvy won right yeah yeah um yeah it looks i mean it just looks like skinny fairways long rough um but but from what i think a lot of irons too off tees because i remember watching phil not even hitting a lot of irons and not hitting them that well but he was trying you know a lot of irons off tees so yeah hopefully it's I think I went uh, forty nine thirty seven there. So if you guys have nice. any questions, you like the yardage book? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll ship that over. Although eighty six probably won't make many cuts out there. No, it'd be tough. It might not be the low. It might not be, it the, be the, the high round. Yeah, it won't be the, the highest day. round. Thirty seven on the back. I mean, oh, it was it was down blackout. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, what about Royal St George? <sighs> Who won there last time? Darren Clark. Yeah. Um, we we didn't play that one. Um, but yeah, it, I mean. I always British Open's my favorite event, as I said. So I look forward to that. Um, what's the other one? Oh, Augusta. Yeah. Why? Why do you think you guys uh, tend to play so well at Augusta? Uh, so everyone always talks about the drawing of the ball being a huge thing, and it definitely helps. Um, but I think you've got to hit it really high there, which Mark does. You know, has the ability to do as well. Because um, the holes that's really, I mean, when you look at holes like ten, yeah, you need to turn it over. But that's off. That, nearly always a three wood or even an iron down there sometimes. Um, but holes like nine where it sets up for a fade, as long as you hit a, a draw, sorry, if you hit it high and it's falling right as a fade, that's fine. You can work with that. Um, so I think that's always helped Mark. And then the fast greens, we're growing up on Melbourne. Melbourne greens, he loves, I mean, if they could make them quicker, he'd love, he'd like that. So, yeah. and, and it helps with approaches too. Like you use all the slopes and stuff. Cause you just know that the book, it's not going to defy gravity and stay up on those slopes. So random question. Do you always, uh, like, in contention, do you always signal to the TV commentator? Try to. What the club is? Yeah, try to. I mean, a lot, a lot of times I forget. I'm, that's like a, they don't get frustrated with me, but they just, like, they'll remind me, hey, can we get a signal? Do you ever tell them the wrong thing on purpose? <laughs> TBC we did once. <laughs> so the front, 17, the front pin. 8 iron from 245. <laughs> front pin at, um, seven, on 17, front tee. And Mark has the Mark grew up in the wind, so he he has the ability to like de-loft it and just get it going that extra bit if he needs to get some more out of it. And so and Mark hit lob wedge. It was like 112 <laughs> yards, and he's like, just don't tell him I'm hitting lob wedge. Just say sand wedge, which is and, and you just give the wedge signal anyway. It doesn't they kind of guess him when it gets down to that close? But he's like, he, he specifically said, don't tell him lob wedge. So I didn't. What's <laughs> and the, he hit a good shot. It was fine. But what's the best shot you've ever seen Mark hit? Oh, he just ah. Uh, a lot of the time, though, the best shot I see is because you just know how hard it is. It doesn't have to go, to, doesn't have to go in. doesn't have to go mm-hmm. to three feet. There's a three-iron into the ninth at um, Riviera one day, just cold, into the wind, in off the left. Not raining, but feel like, you know, just that overcast kind of... Marine layer. Yeah, and it was such a pure flight. I mean, it looked like he couldn't get there kind of deal. And he hit a great three-iron to like 10 feet. The second shot into Korea to get into the play, well was in regulation, which if he makes eagle, we win, but three with couldn't get there, somehow manage it, just crunch it out there a little bit extra and just a pure golf shot. What's the best shot you've ever seen another guy another hit? Player hit? The one shot that stands out to me this year was where we played with Xander and Maui um, into 18. Ugh. I think he'd already taken the lead by this stage, yeah. so he didn't have to go. Oh, that was a good shot. And he just hit it straight at the pin, over the hazard the whole way. I'm just like... the. The balls it takes to hit that shot and then pull it off. I mean, you've got the world to the right and he just goes straight at it. 
It was ultra impressive shot. How uh, how's that walk in Maui? Yeah, it's tough, especially <laughs> after a few weeks off. <laughs> um, a lot of the time we go. To, I've walked in like with no golf bag. I'm like, this is fucking yeah, miserable. You're, and, well, you're the there to relax with your family. Yeah, exactly. The thing well, that's what I mean. Is, it's like such a juxtaposition, right? Where you're just chilled out the whole time, and then you got to go. You're like boot camp, <laughs> trying to slog through the jungle. If you have a month off, it's hard. But and I think it's easier for us as inside the ropes, just going straight up yeah, than it is for true. a fan. And yeah, they got rid of one of the cart rides up the fourth this year, just because it was kind of like a log jam where you'd get, finish the third and then all of a sudden you're there and right. the group in front. So they took that away. That's that's a good heart start to get up that one. hill. Um, there's all those like cats and stuff down in that little valley. There's everything down, down there. there. <laughs> yeah. Like drifters hanging out down there. It's, it's a wild scene. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely the toughest week, uh, walk of the year. And Augusta's up there. Augusta's mainly because of those overalls. You can't even get like a full stride in sometimes. <laughs> So you're <laughs> always wearing a good shirt underneath. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah you boys go. hook me up, send me up a box every year. It's great. <laughs> what uh, What are some of the other, like, toughest walks on tour? Especially Malaysia, the obviously. Especially think about. Yeah, Malaysia, just because of the heat. Um, it's just you. I mean, it just, it's a lot of it in, when you're playing in the middle of the summer, it's a lot of heat stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to take three weeks off in the summer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Boston, a hot day in Boston was always a tough one, but that's, I don't know if it's fully gone yet, but... Um, yeah, I think they're back there They're back there every, every other year or yeah, something like that. So. Yeah, yeah, a couple of those, God, between yeah. some of those greens and yeah, tees. Yeah, it's just it's a long, wild. long walk. It gets it, low-key very, humid there, yeah, too. Yeah, you get a hot, course. humid day there, yeah. it, can be, it can be tough. Uh, what's your take on the new schedule overall? You think uh, it's a net a, win, or you think it's too bunched up in the middle of the season there? As in this year's? Yeah. Um, I like, I just don't like they call it the season of championships i think that sucks <laughs> i mean they've always, they've always been there then it's always been a season so how does it change but um no i like it I, uh, it was our worst result in majors for a while but i don't think that was schedule wise i just think it was just didn't play well at those events mm-hmm. um but uh, and then uh, i mean we didn't see tiger all year either so i don't know if, uh, that can't be good for those smaller events trying to you know fit in there somewhere i feel like in the big events you guys play exclusively now with tiger fleetwood we got a lot of fleetwood jordan tiger yeah uh we play with them a bunch lately um does that change anything when you're when you're paired up with him do you have to do my plays really well with tiger it kind of narrows his focus i think a lot more um and of course you know playing around a golf with tiger woods is a huge and we play with him at sunday at pebble i think was the last time uh, the first time we played with him in the last round i remember just he was walking off the front of the tee on the first. I'm just Mark and I both looked at each other and said, "It's you know we've played with him probably 15 times now, so that part part of it's always cool." And but it's in a major last round. I was like looked at him wearing his red shirt, walking down the fairway. <laughs> the first thousands of people following him. We both said like this is going to be a cool day no matter what. And what then, does Tiger call you? Because you already have the the Y on the end. Maddie and. <laughs> He gives me shit. Like, Mark will hold apart from 30 feet that I had nothing. I'm standing over there on the edge of the green. He's like, nice read, Matty. That kind of shit. It's like, it's cool, but uh, I mean, kind of whatever. Deep down, you're like, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, I I love, I mean, it's such, because you get the tea times the night before. When you're playing, you see Tiger Woods there and you're like, you get so pumped up for it and I love it. Looking at the world rankings right now, it's 2021-22 is Adam, Jason, Mark. So, is the Olympics? Is it you only get more than two from your country if they're in the top ten? Is that how top it works? Top fifteen, I think. Top it is. fifteen. Yeah. Okay. So, how much is that? Like, 
yeah. on your guys's radar on your goals for next year yeah like we want to go for sure how, um, god that's gonna be fucking awesome in japan big, like it's big in australia yeah australians love i mean and because the professional sports in australia although it's getting better for them was it's never been a I mean, they make they make good money don't get me wrong but it's not it's not like it is over here where it's hundreds of million dollar contracts and stuff like that um so it's a lot of amateur sports in australia so we've always grown up with watching the Olympics has been a huge deal. And Mark got into the last one, um, but him and his wife are trying to have a baby. My wife and I were trying, so he, he scratched that one with the whole Zika thing. Um, but yeah, it's definitely on our radar. We want to go for sure. Um, so it's kind of like, even if I think the top, um, Cam Smith, the next in line of the Aussies, he's in the top 50 there somewhere. So even if we, if you get in the top 15, it's kind of like we're, you're going to be in mm-hmm. kind of deal. So that'll be a goal for us for sure. But if we get in, we'll definitely go. So switching gear, another kind of country thing, President's Cup. Mm-hmm. I feel like you and you and Mark get more juiced up about the President's yeah, Cup. Yeah, I love than the most. I, mean, I love it. I feel bad for guys like Adam. I don't think he's been on. Well, yeah, ninety percent sure he hasn't been on a winning one. He's played like seven of them. Um, it's going to be awesome down there in Melbourne. It's later in the year, which will help the weather and the golf course be. It should be firm and fast, hopefully. Um, depending on who influences that. But, um, yeah, hopefully to play. Oh, hopefully it just plays how Royal Melbourne should play. Um, and, yeah, we, I think when it's held in places like Melbourne or uh, Australia or South Africa, we get the real sort of like a home game because a lot of times you go to those Asian countries who don't see an event forever and it's just they're just excited to see Tiger and yeah. Phil and all those guys is, and Dustin, you know, so right. they still clap and applaud them on every tee and green. It's like... Hang on a second. We need the help we get. Like, <laughs> right. We need that you to treat them like we get treated at whatever. Mm-hmm. Like not that it's that bad, but um, we need a home. We need a home crowd advantage. So. How bad was it at, at Liberty National? It got pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just it just got per- like they just you never mind booing and all that sort of stuff. When it crosses the line, like per- they're having personal attacks at people. It's just that's just stupid. You didn't even want to be there. Um, the off the course stuff was amazing. We got smoked, which didn't help. The golf course part wasn't it? Wasn't that much funner. So, um, yeah, when, like they, the when they're taking personal attacks at players, I'm not. I'm not into that. The standings this year, you guys are pretty coherent team coming yeah. together. Yeah, I'm. Without being whatever to the to the Asian countries, like we need we need guys who have been there before, and a lot of South Africans, a lot of Australians, especially with that setup down there, which could be crazy firm and fast mm-hmm. we need guys who have played that before to have any sort of chance so you got leash number one usti hideki adam scott hal tongley aka mini dj uh cam <laughs> says tron jason day ct pan jazz abe answer and then justin harding is 11th i forgot abe answers up there yeah yeah i mean i'd love abe answer to make the team yeah. He won the Aussie Open. Like his short game is phenomenal. He's a great guy. He'll be, he'll be a great teammate. I really, I think, I think he'll get a pick if he needs one. But hopefully, don't have to well, not waste one, but don't have to use one on him. I'd like to see Kiradek on there too. Yeah, he. I mean, he's like he's in the top fifteen or so. He's eighteen. Eighteen. Right yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to picking Grillo. I looked at his ball striking stats the other day. It's they're amazing. Um, Ernie could pick himself. Wouldn't be that, you know, he's got, I think he's got the course record still down there. Plays well when you're hitting, like, there's no drivers, hardly. He's got a lot of irons. Um, Aaron, Aaron Badley, I'd love, to, Gracie should 
Gracie deserves a pick just because of his partnership with Louis, mm-hmm. no matter what he is on the standings. Um, I think Aaron Bailey should be a, a chance of getting a pick. I think he's a phenomenal putter, and if he shows any sort of form, I think it'd be another Australian, get some home crowd behind each pairing kind of deal. Um, and you don't have to play every match. That's what it, you know, We have to play mm. two before Sunday, so... If it's not working out, you just you sit him until, you know. What was it order. like uh, growing up kind of with Aaron taking – God, he was like a rock star. He's was like the first uh, – one of the f- – Aussie Open. He was like Ishika- in Melbourne. Ishikawa type yeah. vibe out of yeah. Australia. He, he was, was like the uh, first post-Norman guy. Yeah. Right? yeah, and he won his second Aussie Open. was the first tournament I, I went and watched. Um, I think it was 2000 or 2001. Um, I mean, just going to be a world beater. The next best thing coming – from Australia and hasn't quite panned out, but he's, I mean, he's putting nothing like I've ever seen before. It's phenomenal. Uh, will you all play the, the Australian Open or the Aussie PGA? Yeah, I'm not 100% confirmed from Mark yet, but I'm pretty sure we're going to play Aussie Open the week before. And then it's just so close to Christmas, I'm not sure what his plans are with whether it's going to be in the States or Australia, whether we play that or not. Um, the Aussie PGA the week after. I think it finishes on the like 22nd or 3rd. And the Aussie Opens in Sydney, Sydney this year? Yeah. Which, I haven't it seems looked that like up. such a miss, right? I'd love them to go to places like Adelaide, Royal Adelaide, or somewhere down there. Um, or have it in Melbourne. Or have it in Melbourne. So, guys, back, yeah, right? get used to that golf course would be. Although be you're nice. rooting for as many of the US guys to, to play Tigers event. Right? Yeah, I'd like to see a little jet is lag. It, is it the week Give before? Us, it is, yeah. They've changed the date to finish on a Saturday to give them a chance to get down there in time and adjust. Um, the thing with the President's Cup compared maybe to the Ryder Ricky Cup. Should, maybe Ricky should skip that. So he's, <laughs> Hopefully. So he's, you know, fresh for the President's Cup. <laughs> that's the one that I, I can't believe they give out world ranking points. For yeah, them. that's, yeah, it's not great. Um, and then they're all, so they'll all hop on a plane. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Saturday the whole team will leave Saturday night. And, um, then and then Bahamas to Melbourne, Australia. That's a Yeah, it's going to be a long haul. Interesting um, route. <laughs> I'm sure they've got a nice plane set up that they can get there quick enough and then adjust. The thing with the President's Cup compared to Ryder Cup is we play the day, like we start Thursday, which I don't know if it's going to help or whatever, but they've got less time to adjust, which hopefully hopefully helps us. But You always say what? It's an hour for every, or it's a day for every hour yeah, time change? Yeah. Um, dip, yeah. Some guys are different. Treat, it it so affects guys way like different. 14, 15 days? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, they'll be home by the time they've, <laughs> they've caught up. Um but yeah, it'll take some guys no time, and it all depends on how your first night's sleep goes and what time you wake up. Some guys might not get the whole week, and they'll be still waking up at two or three a.m. Um, some guys will just adjust straight away, so it affects everyone different, obviously. Uh, any other additions to the schedule this season or this coming season, nineteen uh, twenty season? I think. Uh, Are you playing oh, Japan? The, the, it all depends on the Olymp- uh, Olympics. Are you playing the Zozo? Yes, we are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm psyched for that. So we'll yeah, play. We're going to play two of those three Asian events. Mark's deal is he just doesn't like spending more than two weeks away from the kids. Um, it'll most likely be mean skipping China, but again, haven't been hundred hundred percent confirmed about that. Um, <laughs> I hate that <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah, it sucks because it, yeah, I mean, it just it just needs to rotate that event. Yeah. It's and it's the one that everyone would. I think they'll get a better field if it does go anywhere but China. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that'll probably be the one we take off. Gotcha. Cool. Well, Maddie, appreciate you joining us, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Great um, to see you. Okay, you too. Actually, Wyndham this afternoon. Yes. Anybody that you're just shocked to see kind of on the bubble? Uh, well, I saw Bo Hostler, um, is, he? I think he missed the cut, so he's going to yeah. – uh, that's someone I never thought – I thought he'd be out here forever. And 
who know, he might get his card straight back at the um, playoffs, uh, the web playoffs finals. Um, but yeah, someone I, I I didn't even I looked at his FedEx Cup up like three or four weeks ago. I couldn't believe he was, was where too. he was. So yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the first one that comes to mind. Um, ben, I'm a big Ben Arn fan. I think he's I pick him at all the major pools we have. Um, I think he'll close it out today. Which he's pretty good at picking majors. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Woodland thing. <laughs> so. Got one and thirty right. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Maddie. Thank you, man. Yeah. Thanks. Cheers. So Cheers. And uh, thanks to. Thanks to Kingmate as well. Uh, Absolutely. Always good to have sponsor for your podcast, favorite podcast. That's it. Kingmadejerky.com. I don't even think that made sense. Your favorite podcast, your f- favorite podcast. Yeah. It's your favorite jerky's favorite jerky as <laughs> exactly. well. So, All right. Crack well, on. Well, thanks, boys. Favorite trapper, the absolute trapper.